We now begin the eighth and final chapter of Maseches Yuma. This is Per Ches, Mishnah Aleph, eight one, and this discusses more of the practicalities of Yom Kippur Bizman Hazeh nowadays. This first mission discusses the Chamesh Inuyim, the five categories of I'll call them pleasures for a minute that are forbidden on Yom Kippur, uh, because the pasuk says this pasuk in Baikra Perik Chav Gimel pasuk Chav Zayin Nosachates. Ach biyom asar lechodesh hashvi'i hazeh yom kipurim hu mikra kodesh yelachem venisim esnaf shosechem on the tenth of the seventh month, what we call the month of Tishrei, that'll be Yom Kippur, a holy day on which venisim esnaf shosechem you will afflict your souls. That's a typical translation of inisim. Ki kol hanefesh asher lo suune any person who doesn't afflict himself beetzam yom hazeh venichrasa meameha will be severed from its people. So that's the obligation for Inui. Now, we're going to have five categories of things that one must avoid, which constitute the Inui of Yom Kippurim. I'll list them for you. The Mishnah says, Yom Kippurim Asur. The following five things are Asur and Yom Kippur because of this requirement to misana, to afflict oneself. Bachilo Vishtiya, eating and drinking. That's one of the five. Uvarachitza, washing. Uvasicha, anointing oneself with oil. Uvaneila sasandal, wearing leather shoes. Uvatashmish amita, and marital relations. Now, according to, it's a machlokas rishonim, whether all five of these are isurei doraisa, or if they're only isurei doraban, with the exception of achila and shtia, eating and drinking, which for sure is an isurei doraisa. Now, there are psukim brought for all five of these categories of Inui. The number five comes from the fact that five separate times in the Torah, there is the requirement for Inui. Besides the one Pesach I read for you, it also says, B'chodesh ha-shvi, b'asar la-chodesh ta'anu esnaf shoseichem. And that's in Vayikra, Perak Tezayin, Pesach Chavtes. It also says, Shabbos Shabboson hilachem ve'inisem esnaf shoseichem chukas olam. It's a holy, it's like a Shabbos, a special Shabbos, a Sabbath of Sabbaths, and you will again afflict yourselves it's an eternal decree. That's the third. We also have in Pasuk Laman Aleph of the same parak there in Tezayin, it says, Shab, it says, uh, excuse me, Shabbos Shabboson Hulachem Ve'inisim Esnaf Shoseichem. Again, the requirements for self-affliction. And then finally it says for the fifth time, this is in Vayikra Chav Gimel, Pasuk Laman Base, Uv'asar Lachodesh Hashvi Hazeh Ve'inisim Esnaf Shoseichem. So, Five times it says the requirements for Inui, and therefore we understand that there are five separate categories of Inui, of affliction. According to Tosvos and various Bali Tosvos, the other four are in truth just Durabanans, and the Psukim are brought, and I'll bring a Psukim for each that show that each of these categories of Inui are indeed an Inui, are just an Asmachta, they're just a support to the rabbinic injunction. But there are other Rishonim who learn that all five are actually Isuri Deraisa. At all events, everyone agrees that the penalty of karis, divine severance, perhaps premature death or not having children or all the above, Rahman al all um, apply only to the eating and drinking on Yom Kippur. Everyone agrees that there's no penalty of karis for the other four categories. Let's go through them one at a time. So first of all, eating and drinking. That will the Mishnah say more about that, the Shi'urim, how much. So we'll put that aside for now, and we know what eating and drinking is. Second is over... Oh, I guess I'll, I'll bring you the, the, the Pusuk that shows that eating and drinking does, not eating and drinking 
is constitutes Inui, because in Parsha's Akev, when it talks about the Jews in the Midbar awaiting before they got the Mun, it says, this is Devarim Perkhes Pasagimel 8.3, Via Ancha Vayervecha, you were afflicted and you were hungry. So you see that being Ra'ev, hungry, is constitutes Inui. Now, the drasha, which says that it's only, even if you hold all five or Suri de Rice, all five categories, that only refraining from eating and drinking is the Karas penalty, that's based on a drasha because the Pasuk goes on to say, Vekra Perk Chav Gimel Pasuk Lamed, Vahavadati Esa I will destroy that person who fails to afflict himself. And the Gemara Darshans, we're only talking about things that can lead to um, self-destruction, meaning failing to eat and drink, would a person cause a person to you know, evade his nefesh, to lose his life, to die. Of course, other things, like if you don't get to anoint or wash or wear shoes for a long time, that wouldn't lead to the loss of your life. So it's only eating and drinking which has the car's penalty. Okay. Next you have rechitza. Rechitza is washing, and this means really washing for pleasure. So washing, like, because you're hands got soiled, you have to change a dirty diaper, whatever the story is, that's not a problem. It's specifically, I'll call it pleasure washing. The basis of this is the Pasuk, actually a string of Pasuk, and the truth is, um, first, the Pasuk in Malachim Aleph, Perik base Pasuk Chavav, says, Uviyom hazeh lo amisecha, Shlomo Melech says to Eviasar, the Kohen, who was a part of the um, treasonous activities against David, he says, I'm not going to kill you today. Because you bore the Ark of the Covenant of Hashem before my father David. And also you suffered the same afflictions that my, that my father was afflicted with. So that will mean any afflictions that David and Melech were endured in his flight from Avshalom would constitute Inui. And the Pasuk in Shmuel Beis, Perak Yudzain, Pasuk Chavtes says, Ha'am ra'ev va'ayef v'tzameh b'midbar. The, the Pasuk in Shmuel Beis says that the the people were hungry, the people meaning David's, David's people, they were fleeing into the desert and they were ra'ev, hungry, ayef, which means, um, these are translated as something like weary, and Samei thirsty, but what does Ayef mean? So the Pasuk in Mishle, a third Pasuk, to string this together, says, this is Mishle, Perik Chafhei, Pasuk Chafhei, Mayim Karim Al Nefesh Ayefa, um, like, talk about wo- cold water on a on a weary soul, but you see that the cold water comes to address an Ayef person, which means a person who hasn't been washed, and the remedy is to wash him. So you see Ayef means unwashed, and therefore we understand that the one of the afflictions that David endured was being unwashed in the desert, and that constitutes therefore Inui, as Shlomo Melech said when he was talking to Eviasar. Okay, so that's Rechitza, um, washing for pleasure washing. The third is Uvasicha. Sicha is anointing oneself, and this actually is forbidden, um, even if it's not for pleasure, if it's just to remove filth from your hand, to use some kind of emollient or something, as they did in the olden days, that, like they use oil and scrape off the oil, that would be forbidden on Yom Kippur. Um, the basis of Sicha being, refraining from Sicha, constituting Inui, is that the verse in, in Daniel, it's Daniel Perak Yod Pasuk Gimel, 10.3, says, talking about 
this is <clears throat> Daniel speaking. He says, Lechem chamuros lo achalti. I didn't eat fine bread. Uvasar v'yayin lo va'elp. I didn't uh, meat and wine didn't enter my mouth. V'soch lo sachti. And I didn't anoint myself. And later on, when the angel speaks to Daniel, he says, V'yomar elai, the angel said to me, Al-tira Daniel ki min hayom harishon. Don't fear, Daniel, because from the first day, as soon as from that first day when you um, committed yourself, you're, you set your mind to understand and to self-afflict, afflict yourself, from that moment that you committed to afflict yourself before Hashem, your words were heard, your prayers were heard, and you see what were the afflictions he took upon himself, included amongst them were not... Sochlo sachti, not to anoint oneself. Therefore, you see that sicha is a, refraining from anointing constitutes a an inui, and therefore you can't do it. Like I said, even even if it's not for pleasure, but just for you know for cleanliness. However, um, anointing for the sake of rafua for medical needs is yes permitted. So if you have ointment that needs to go in your I don't know what your foot because you have something going on or something that would be permitted. I'm ignoring the halachas about about and smeared ointment and so on. But the point is, there's no iser on, on applying ointments for the for medical needs. Ask a rub if you have a shayla. Then number four is ne'ilas ha-sandal, um, wearing, literally putting on the sandal, wearing shoes. This is specifically leather shoes. The basis for refraining from shoes being a inui is the pasuk in Shmuel base, perik tesvav, pasuk lamed. Again, we're talking about David Melech. We confirmed before, suffered various Inuim in his flight from Avshalom. It says, V'david ola ma'ale hazesim. David went up from this place called Ma'ale hazesim. V'uholech yachef. He went barefoot. So you see barefootedness is being, uh, is an inuyot itself. And this applies to um, leather shoes, specifically um, leather sole, but the, really, the Pash says any, even the leather upper, if you have a rubber sole, is also forbidden. Um, according to this Isser, um, the truth is that even if you're wearing totally, say, canvas shoes with rubber soles and so on, um, really, it's improper to wear those shoes on Yom Kippur if you can't feel the ground, the, as is the case with most well rubber, comfortable shoes. Um, really, so it's, it's proper to not wear such shoes. You should wear kind of, the kind of shoes or foot covering that um, you still can feel the ground beneath your feet um, to fulfill this properly, besides the leather issue. And finally, Tashmashamita, marital relations. So when when um, when Yaakov Avino is fleeing from Lavan, and then Lavan catches up to him, so he they have like a final negotiation and goodbye, and Lavan threatens Yaakov not to afflict his wife, afflict Lavan's children, Yaakov's wives, Rachel and Leah, and they're embracious Pasuk Lamanalef, excuse me, Perak Lamanalef Pasuk Nun. He says, if you afflict my daughters, a reference to refraining from marital relations. So there you go. Um, and um, the Allah is that all the regular harchakos kick in, like a regular nida during the during the Yom Kippur day um, across the board. Okay, and perhaps even more with lighting a candle in the bedroom uh, and so on. Okay. So now, so that's the basic five inuim and the things one must refrain from on Yom Kippur, maybe Old Orisa, maybe besides for eating and drinking, just Nesmachtan Durabanan. At all events, um, we now have some 
Kula is according to Rabbi Eliezer. The, first of all, the Mishnah says, Vahamelech Vahakala Yerchatsu Es Panehem. The king and the newlywed bride may wash their faces. Um, we're talking about a king in any time, really, the truth is, because the king is meant to be presenting like a, a royal face, if you will, to to the people. And there's actually a Pasuk like that. The Pasuk says, Melech b'yofio necha. There's a Pasuk in Yeshaya. But the point is, you'll behold the glory of the king, and therefore we require that the king, says Rabbi Yezer, look presentable and with a washed face, so you see him in his glory. Um, and as for the the, um, the woman who gave birth, we're talking about someone, excuse me, excuse me the, the Kal, the newlywed woman, and we're talking within 30 days of Rechapa, so we want that um, she should be attracted to her husband. And not he shouldn't be you know, off put by her if she looks not well when she wa- doesn't wash her face. So therefore, religion is lenient. And also, besides for the face washing for those two, he also says the chaya tinol sandal, a woman who recently gave birth, meaning within the thirty days of her giving birth, she has the status of being a chola sheim basakana, someone who's unwell, even though it's not life threatening anymore necessarily. But we're concerned for the cold on her feet, making things worse, and therefore. David Rabbi Eliezer, she, according to Rabbi Eliezer, she may wear shoes on her feet, we're leaning with her. Um, and the Chacham Ostrin, however, the rabbis forbade all three of these things, the newly, the bride and the king from washing their face, and the new mother from wearing uh, leather shoes. Now, interestingly, the halacha normally is like the Chachamim, and the halacha is normally not like Rabbi Eliezer, um, who's Shamuti, remember, that doesn't matter, the halacha... Nomi doesn't follow Rabbi Eliezer, but since the Gemara ends up giving explanations and focusing on his his um, his rationale, most poskim, including the Bar Tanura, who goes like the Rambam, um, said the halacha does follow Rabbi Eliezer, meaning there will be a leniency for a king to wash his face, a new bride to wash her face, and the pregnant woman to wear shoes. Um, halacha lamaisa lamaisa, though, kings are not a factor. Um, women today who give birth don't need to rely on this because they can wear, you know, other non-leather shoes, not a problem. And as for the newlywed bride, although it's true the halakha and Din would be she could wash her face, um, it's brought down that nowadays, since typically the husband leaves home before the wife wakes up, on Yom Kippur, he's there in Shul all day, doesn't come back till after Yom Kippur, so there's no need for her to be um, washing her face, because anyways, he doesn't really see her, and therefore um, there's every reason not to be lenient, because the rationale for leniency doesn't apply in practice. B'zman